Hello, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Web Series Podcast. This is the one I show. We talk about all things Spider-Man and the Marvel Universe. And uh, we are, it's time. It is time to do our spoilers review for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. This is going to be a spoilers review. If you have not seen Black Panther Wakanda Forever, do not listen to this episode. Um, we are. I'm going to be talking about everything. I'm going to be talking about this if you know everything about Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So, um, without kind of, let's just get right into it. Let's just talk about this. Let's just talk about Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So, um, the movie's out. It is available for everybody to go see in the theaters. Um, it has so far. Uh, it's it's been doing, from what I hear, it's doing uh, quite well uh, in theaters right now. Um, let me just bring up the box office here. Um, let me see. Yeah, so on its opening day, it's so far has already, uh, on its opening day, it made $84 million. So it's reaching its way to making... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being one of the biggest opening weekends um, for a movie this year, um, which will be pretty interesting uh, to see. So, uh, which which it wouldn't be surprising for a Marvel movie because Marvel movies tend to do very well in the theaters. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it's it's doing pretty well so far. It's been doing pretty well, and uh, audiences are seeing the film. Um, I have now seen the film. Uh, four times. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I saw it twice Thursday night. Uh, I saw it last night. Um, and then I saw it a week early. Uh, I, I saw it a week early at the uh, at the press screening. Um, so, yeah, I've seen it about four times. Uh, the press screening, then the two times on, fr- on Thursday night. Uh, then uh, once on uh, last night. And then I'm... Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm well I'm gonna go see it again uh, later tonight. I'm actually seeing it at a at a 5:45 show, um, in about two hours from from when I'm recording this. So when this episode goes up, I will be in the theater watching Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Um, I love the movie. I think it's I think it's fantastic. Um, do I think having seen the movie four times, do I think it is better than the first Black Panther? It might not be as good as the first Black Panther movie. But I think um, <clears throat> it's much more emotional than the first Black Panther movie. It definitely has more emotion uh, than that first film. And um, let's talk about some of that emotion. Let's just let's just get right into it and talk about some of that emotion. I want to talk about that opening scene. Um, I remember when I first saw the movie, I was blown away that they actually started the movie. Because I just thought it was going to start with the T'Challa's funeral, Shuri walking down with the mask. That's how I thought the film was going to open. But the fact that they opened the film with Shuri trying to recreate the heart shape uh, or her uh, the heart shape uh, speech impediments, <laughs> the heart shape. Uh, shaped herb to kind of uh, save her brother 
You know, the fact that they actually show Shuri trying to use her scientific uh, skills, uh, her her knowledge to save her brother. And the fact that she um, is even willing to take the chance and go with one that only has a 29% chance of working um, just shows how kind of just how much she she cares about trying to get this uh um uh trying to about saving her brother um and then that moment where the the queen comes in and uh you know she says you know your brother is now with the ancestors and Shuri's reaction to that is so powerful and so moving and Letitia Wright does a really good job and I did not want to, and a lot of people in the reviews were mentioning, oh yeah, Letitia Wright does a good job, uh, she does a good performance, uh, it is kind of hard for her to step into the lead role, and I didn't and I didn't want to say that because I felt like that would have been given away that Shuri, what, this was her movie, and that Shuri does, again this is spoilers, does become the Black Panther, um, <clears throat> So that, and uh, I and I didn't want to give that away. I didn't want to risk the opportunity of giving that away. So I just never talked about. I just avoided talking about um, Shuri's role in the film. Um, but I did mention Letitia Wright's performance. But let me just talk about how. Let me just go more in depth on that and say that uh, Letitia Wright just does such a fantastic job as um, as Shuri here, um, and her. Uh, her arc, she had, she definitely has uh, the biggest arc of um, of everyone uh, in the entire film, uh, which is very wonderful. And I love T'Challa's funeral. I love the music that's placed during T'Challa's funeral. Um, I love Shuri uh, again. Going back to Shuri, I love the moment where Shuri just grabs the coffin as if she's like hugging her brother for the last time. It just such a very powerful moment, and my phone is going off. Let me just put that on silent mode. There we go. Um, <clears throat> sorry, guys. Um, if I keep clearing my throat a lot, it's because I, I'm getting over a little bit of a cold that I had the past couple of days, so uh, I apologize. I apologize for that. Um, so... Yeah, and then we move into the Marvel Studios logo, and, you know, the Marvel Studios logo, we've seen that logo before with, like, the stuff with Chadwick Boseman uh, taking over the Marvel Studios intro. Um, we've seen that before, but but this time they took the music out, and it just becomes a almost like a moment of silence, which is what I loved. You know, I loved the fact that they allowed the audience to just sit there in silence after watching... Such a pretty heavy prologue, you know. Just a very, very heavy uh, 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 prologue, and uh, I thought I, I just thought it, it was wonderful. That whole opening prologue plus the Marvel Studios logo was all really fantastic. Uh, might actually be my favorite part of the entire film. Um, but then uh. I uh, and then the other thing I loved is is I loved Riri Williams, and I loved how much 
she how important she is to the story is that they didn't just i mean yeah she's comic relief but they didn't just make put her there to tell jokes that they actually made her an integral part of the story and for me um the whole riri williams side of the of the story kind of reminded me of um <laughs> Almost reminded me of Terminator, of Terminator Two: Judgment Day, in a sense that <clears throat> you're seeing um, this this uh, you're seeing uh, this girl being hunted by basically both uh, the good guys are 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 trying to are trying to save her, the bad guys are trying to kill her, and then there's even the FBI that's involved now. Um, I wants to, uh, to to take her in, <laughs> um, and um, I loved it. I I, I love that. I love it, and I loved how they showed how smart she is, and she and the fact that she's nineteen years old and so incredibly smart was really really wonderful. Um, <clears throat> I can't help but mention I loved her entire interaction with both Shuri and Okoye. Um, First of all, when they first meet her and she and she looks at Okoye and says, uh, um, man, what are you doing walking up in here with all that ash on your head? <laughs> that just made me laugh. And then and then and then when they're in the, the garage and um, she's like she's like, Man, I think I'd rather take my chance with this mermaid merman because at least he didn't bring the popo to my house. <laughs> to my garage and then she's like and then uh Akoya is like hey that popo at least is is better than being killed but i just thought it was hilarious just that that whole section and then the action scene that follows is i thought was really uh was really fun um and the music that plays during that entire sequence was 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 a lot of fun um uh let's move on and talk about namor like i mentioned in my review uh namor i thought was a very good villain um do i think he was better than killmonger not really i mean i still think michael b jordan's killmonger was the better villain but namor is an interesting one because (laughs) because i never once saw him i don't see him as a villain yes he does some pretty horrible things in this movie he murders the Queen of Wakanda. He floods an entire nation, basically attempting to kill uh, women and children. But um, you know, and yes, there's there's no there's no hiding that it's 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 rough to watch. And you know, but I I remember watching it watching the movie for the first time, thinking, you know what. <clears throat> Yes, he does some pretty evil things. He does some pretty messed up things. But at the end, at the end of the day, and even though I don't condone what he's doing, I understand why he's doing it. He's truly trying to protect his people, you know. And he also is has has seen this happen before. He has been screwed by the surface world, you know. Um, like they, they show that flashback where him as a child goes to, uh, bury his mother. And then what he sees, 
uh, his uh, their their uh, the home of his mom uh, being taken over by by people and 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 uh, the people who look just like him being enslaved and stuff like that. It was all very powerful. It's all very powerful, and it really does give some extra just um, extra reasoning for you to kind of understand where Namor's coming from. You know, he's more than just, he's not just a mustache twirling villain, you know, much like Killmonger and much like Thanos, he's the hero of his own story, you know, um, you know, you don't, you don't condone what he's doing, but you understand it. And I loved, I loved the look of Talokan. I loved the outfits. Um, I loved the look of their, um, <clears throat> of their city. Um, it was so beautiful. There's that one, <clears throat> that, that one moment where Namor takes, uh, Shuri around and shows her, uh, Talokan and, um, and you, you know, Shuri kind of sees it. And then later on in the film, she kind of sees how similar the two nations really are that both of them are hiding in secrecy, but when, but them hiding in secrecy, they're also this very peaceful, happy nation. Like there's no division. There's no fighting amongst each other. It's just all there, you know, and, and I think that's a very beautiful, I, I just thought the whole moment, that whole section of the film was really, really beautiful. Um, uh, we'll get to the uh, to what I think they should have cut out because I do think the movie's a little too long, but I uh, I definitely don't think that whole section deserved to be cut out at all. Um, I loved <laughs> the scene where <clears throat> um, Okoye um, is stripped of her um, of her title as general because um, not only is it a powerful performance from Angela Bassett, who I do believe is going to be nominated for an Oscar for this performance. Whether she wins or not, I have no idea because I'm, there's a lot of performances she has to, there's still a lot of performances I have to see in order for me to make that judgment. But I'm telling you right now, if she's not nominated for an Oscar, then I, I don't know what to tell the Academy because that's what Angela Bassett has to do in this movie. Like it, I almost, it's like I said in my review, I felt her pain, you know? Um, and uh, even Denia, Denai Guerrero's performance in that scene is really powerful as well when she says, please don't do this. Let me make this right. And, and then, you know, you have, make it right. I told you not to take, take her out there and you and you just and you did it anyway and i just it's oh, such a powerful moment i am queen of the most powerful nation in the world um yeah such a very very amazing sequence and just <clears throat> ah the performances in the film are so fantastic um um let's see uh speaking of the queen um <laughs> we also have uh the queen of Wakanda, T'Challa and Shuri's mother, dies in the film. And uh, her death scene is also uh, very powerful. 
And um, that's, of course, all part of the uh, whole flooding of Wakanda sequence, which I think is a very incredible action scene, Um, especially that moment where Namor comes out of the water and then M'Baku is, you know, saying, I can take this dude and just gets, boom, he just gets the air knocked out of him. Um, It's... (laughs) Um, basically, uh, uh, Namor hits him with, uh, with a, a little bit of a, little bit of a Cobra Kai reference here, hits him with a Terry silver bullets. Um, you know, for those of you who watch Cobra Kai, you'll understand that reference. Um, but yeah, no, I love that whole sequence. And I, I thought the, the queen's death is very powerful. And I, I love, um, what M'Baku says to Shuri after the, the funeral, um, he uh, he looks at her and says, "The world has taken so much from you, for you to still be considered a child." Um, which I thought was wonder, which I thought was a wonderful line. And then, uh, yeah, Shuri is the new Black Panther. Um, <clears throat> now, would it have been my choice? Like, like if if let's say if Ryan Coogler came to me and said, "Okay." We're not going to recast T'Challa, but we have two options. We have two. We have a few options on the table. We can either do Shuri, Nakia, Okoye, or uh, Mbaku, or we can come up with a brand new character to take up the mantle of the Black Panther. Who do you choose? Um, I honestly would have picked create a brand new character to take up the mantle. Um, but I understand why they why they picked Shuri. I understand why Shuri is now the new Black Panther. I just don't know if I like it. I mean, hell, even if you didn't want to create a new character, out of the four choices, I would have picked any, like, I would have picked Nakia, Okoye, or M'Baku over Shuri to become the the new Black Panther. Now, from a storytelling perspective, does it make sense why they... Why they uh, chose Shuri? In a way, yes, it does make sense because Shuri, number one, after T'Challa is gone and after the Queen is gone, Shuri technically is next in line for the throne, and Shuri has proven <clears throat> that she is she is capable of a fight now. Is she as good of a fighter as Nakia or Okoye or Mbaku? No, <laughs> but she has proven herself, like in the in the in the first film and in uh, uh, Endgame. She was part of the final battle in Endgame. Um, so I I I was okay with it. Having seen the film, I'm definitely okay with it. Um, do I think they should have just um, gone in a different direction? Do, here's, I'm going to move away from the from the whole. I thought they should have recast T'Challa because um, I understand why Ryan because I, I I now know that 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 for Ryan Coogler that was not never a that was never a consideration. <clears throat> so. If you weren't, you're not gonna. So you're not gonna recast. 
do I do I think they still should have made Shuri the Black Panther if they weren't going to recast? Um, no, I would have had a few other choices um, other than Shuri. But having said that, I do overall like the decision. I do like the decision. And, and the movie made me accept it. The movie made me accept Shuri as the new Black Panther. And I cannot wait because they had that text at the end of the credits. Uh, Black Panther will return. I can't wait to see what they do with her moving forward because I think it's going to be great. And then, uh, surprise, Michael B. Jordan returns as Killmonger. Which, <clears throat> when I saw that at the press screening, you could hear people going, wait, what? You could hear people saying to themselves, wait, what? What? <laughs> you know? Um, and I remember seeing it going, oh. I remember seeing it going, oh. and I was, I was like, no way. Um, seeing it for the first time. And and then when I went and saw it for every every audience that I've seen it with, I'm always waiting for that part to come on and I'm always smiling because I know what's coming. I don't look around I don't look around to see other people's reactions. I just look up at the screen, but I'm smiling to myself because I know what's coming. And all of a sudden, as soon as Michael B. Jordan shows up, you could hear everybody, What? No way. <laughs> um it's 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 awesome. It's an awesome return, and I love the conversation that those two characters have. I think it's really good. Um, the fight between Shuri and Namor is great. A lot of people don't like the Ironheart uh, suits at the end. I like it. I think it's cool. I think it looks cool. A lot of people say it looks too Nintendo. I thought it looked. I maybe that's why I liked it. Maybe I was just like, hey, that reminds me of Super Nintendo of Super Smash Brothers. Um, I don't know. I like the Ironheart outfit. Uh, I thought it was really cool. Um, the final scene where Shuri goes to uh, burn her funeral garb uh, is really is really great. Um, seeing all those images of Chadwick Boseman <coughs> uh, was wonderful. It almost reminded me of uh, Fast and the Furious, uh, a Furious Seven, where they did all that tribute to uh, to Paul Walker at the end. Um, and then the mid credit scene, uh, introducing us to um, T'Challa's son. Um, I can't remember what his uh, what his original name was. Um, I've seen the movie four times, but I can never really get a good understanding of what his original name was. But then he says, "Oh yeah, no, that's just my that's just uh, that's just my my other name." And then he says, "My name is, my name is Prince T'Challa, son of King T'Challa." Oh, oh! Every time that brings me to tears. It's such a beautiful moment. And then you have the whole dedicated to Chadwick Boseman um, on this on the screen there. And I just thought it was a, uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful moment. I I love that scene and. Um, obviously that is kind of their way of saying, even though T'Challa, the character of T'Challa is gone and the, uh, uh, and that Chadwick Boseman is no longer with us, um, spiritual, his spirit is still kind of 
there in this franchise. You know, he's still like Chadwick Boseman is still going to be part of this franchise, but in a much more different sense, you know, and um, I love it. I thought it was uh, fantastic. Uh, now let's go ahead and move into the negatives. So the uh, so the negatives that I have with the film, uh, I mentioned that the film was too long and I felt like there were certain elements that I felt like they focused too much time on and I felt like they could have um, removed it from the film and um, that <laughs> that storyline that I mentioned was um, the storyline involving Everett Ross and um, uh, Valentine, director Valentina de, Fon, uh, de Fontaine um, of course we have been introduced to Valentina in phase 4 um, she was introduced in Falcon and Winter Soldier she then made her appearance um, in Black Widow, and of course appears has appeared in, um, and is of course going to play a big part in the Thunderbolts, um, and even <clears throat> um, most likely maybe in Falcon and uh, in Captain America: New World Order. However, <laughs> it's not that I don't like the character, like because I liked Ross, I liked Everett Ross and the role he played in the first film. I thought it was. I thought his role in the first film was was honestly, in my opinion, very vital to that to that first movie. I just thought his his storyline in this one was so unnecessary, except for the scene where he interacts with Shuri and Okoye, because he's actually there to give them information about. Riri Williams about where to find Riri Williams. But after that, when they go to the crash site, um, and then Valentina has that really terrible line about the jumping on the Peloton, and you know, he and she has, and then they have that awkward moment in the car. Then they have another awkward moment where she's making herself a, a meal at his house. It just felt so awkward, and it just felt like. Okay, why are we spending so much time on this story? And usually, Ryan Coogler is really good <clears throat> as a director of understanding, okay, this scene here serves a per every single scene in this movie. We kept it in here because it serves a narrative purpose. You know, like every scene in Creed served a narrative purpose. <clears throat> this, th that whole subplot with um, Valentina and Everett Ross, in my opinion, didn't really serve any real narrative purpose. And I personally felt like <clears throat> it was just there to set us up for Thunderbolts and for, most likely, Captain America New World Order. You know? And I just I, I just didn't really care. You know, I, I was watching it thinking, wow, you know, out of all of this, like this this is a two hour and forty one minute movie, almost three hours long, and we're spending so much time on that whole storyline i just never i just didn't like it it almost you know what it reminded me of it reminded me almost of how i felt about the whole 
scene with Zeus in Thor Love and Thunder. Like for me, I felt like that scene with Zeus with Thor and Zeus um and Thor going there to try and warn the gods about gore. That whole scene could have been shortened down and it, you could have gotten that scene done a lot faster and it would not have changed the the quality of the movie at all. For me, I honestly feel like the movie would have been even better had they removed this storyline out of the film. But I feel like this was one of those moments where it was like Kevin Feige kind of said, okay, look, we're letting you make a personal movie here, but can, do you think you can add this? <clears throat> it almost felt like Kevin Feige was kind of going to Ryan as like, hey, look, I'm sorry for your loss, buddy, but um, do you think you can add this little storyline here? Because we got to set this up for future we got to set this up for future installments so can you please add this in there that's what it felt like it didn't feel natural you know whereas most mcu films yes they have scenes that set up future movies but at least those scenes aren't so heavy-handed and and they don't feel like they're they and and also they serve a narrative purpose within the story that they're telling you know like um, having, uh, exa- perfect example, having Wong in Shang-Chi. Yeah, it's a cameo, but by the end of it, you realize, no, having Wong there actually serves some kind of a narrative purpose so that it doesn't come out of nowhere when he shows up at the end and says, hey, we need to talk about, we need to talk about the rings, you know, it doesn't come out of nowhere. This, I felt like, did not serve a single narrative purpose. It was just there to say, hey, you remember that girl from, you remember that lady from Falcon and Soldier, the one who recruited U.S. agent? Yeah, she's going to be in Thunderbolts. Hope you watch our movie. You know, <clears throat> and that's how it felt like. So I just, I just wasn't, um, I just wasn't a fan of that whole subplot. And, and, and even when he gets broken out of prison. Even even when he's being taken away, he's being arrested for treason, and he's driving away. All of a sudden, um, Okoye shows up in her Midnight Angel outfit, which, by the way, I thought the Midnight... I know Midnight Angels have a part in the comics, I know, but I'm just going to tell you this right now. When Okoye looked at the Midnight Angel outfit and said, it looks stupid... I kind of agreed. The, the Midnight Angels outfit looks... It looks... I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It looks absolutely ridiculous. Um, but even when Okoye breaks Ross out of... Um, out of uh, the, 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 the prison van, I was like, really? That, you decided to keep that in the movie? It's, there's literally no point... And, like, <clears throat> that almost felt like it could have been a post-credits tag. You know, that literally felt... felt. And also, that's the other thing, is that the ending of the film, and I didn't put this down in my notes, but the ending of the film, in my opinion, felt like felt like they were trying to do their version of, like, the Lord of the Rings-esque ending, where they just kept tacking on. They just had so much to wrap up. They had Namor's ending. They had... Um, the whole thing with Shuri in the on the beach. They had all this other stuff that they had to wrap up. And for me, I just I at some point I was watching it going, uh, 
like that whole scene with and look, I one of my other issues with the film, and I'm about to talk about it in a little bit, revolves around Mbaku. I wish we had seen more Mbaku. But even that whole ending with Mbaku is like, I have come to challenge for the throne. I'm like, really? You couldn't have done this in another you couldn't have done this in a future movie. You had to do it here. Like <clears throat> now who knows if they're I mean, I'm pretty sure they're gonna make a Black Panther three. There's no way, there's no way Kevin Feige, with the amount of money this movie's making on its opening weekend, there's no way that Kevin Feige is just going to look at it and go, oh, huh, huh, well, well, I don't, I don't think we're going to make a Black Panther 3. No, they're going to make a Black Panther 3. They're, they're going to make a Black Panther 3, you know. Um, that's not even it's it's not even out of the question. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I I they're they're gonna make the uh, they're gonna make a Black Panther three, um, and yeah, uh, I'm and uh, yeah, that's that's but uh, and I feel like that if if they wanted to have that whole moment with Mbaku um, challenging for the throne, they could have just thrown that. In a in the beginning of Black Panther three, have that be the prologue of Black Panther three. You know, have it be you know, oh sure, he's now going to challenge for the throne, but then all of a sudden, Mbaku just shows up and says, "Nope, I am now the king of Wakanda," which I do think that's what they're leading us they're leading up to. I don't think Shuri's actually going to take the throne of Wakanda. I think she's going to give that role to Mbaku. Which I personally think sh- should be the case. I I'm the I've been the one person who says I'm one of those people who thinks Mbaku should be the one to lead Wakanda because other than Killmonger, he was the last person to challenge for the throne. You know, so hell, I thought he should have been the the king of Wakanda during the blip. You know, during the uh, uh, after Thanos had snapped his fingers, that's what I thought. But eh. um, and then, like I said, uh, the Midnight Angel outfits just looked stupid. I, I didn't like them. I and I know, I know, diehard Marvel comics fans are like, but it's in the comics. It's comic accuracy. It's just it, they just they just look stupid. They look stupid. The Dora Milaje outfits looked so much cooler. Like I look at the outfits for the Dora Milaje, I'm like, that's badass. And then I look at the the costumes for the Midnight Angels, and I'm like, what are we? What are we? What am I watching? Predator? <laughs> am I watching Prey? <laughs> Did I accidentally walk into another screening of Prey? Don't get me wrong, I love the movie Prey. I thought it was a great movie, but I, am I did I walk into another screening of Prey? Um, because that's what they look like. They look like the Predator. They look like the damn predator. <clears throat> so yeah. Anyway, um, so wrapping up my my thoughts on this whole thing. Um, what did I? What were my final thoughts on Black Panther: Wakanda Forever? Um, <clears throat> let me get, just take a drink of a uh, Mountain Dew because my throat uh, is getting dry. <sighs> Caffeine. It's the feel that keeps me going. Um, okay, so my final thoughts on Wakanda Forever. 
for me, I having seen the movie uh, a few times now, um, having seen the movie a few times, I, I can now say, while it's not as good as the first Black Panther movie, I do think it is a great movie. And I think it's definitely the most emotional MCU film we've ever had. Um, <clears throat> it's powerful. Um, the performances are great. Um, the humor works. This isn't like a Thor Love and Thunder where you get a new joke every five to ten seconds. Um, this is, you know, the 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 action was great. Um, you, they had a uh, Namor is a really good villain. I can't wait to see more of what they do with Namor in in future installments. Um, and uh, yeah, I I love love um, Wakanda Forever. Um, I think it is a beautiful tribute to Chadwick Boseman, um, and uh, I can't wait to see what they do with this world um, now that they've moved on from T'Challa, and now that we're now now that we have a new Black Panther. Um, where are we going to go from here? Is 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 going to be very interesting to see how that how that plays out. So, um, and like I mentioned in my non spoilers review. Um, at this point, I don't think Ryan Coogler can make a bad film. Uh, he ha- to me, he has not made a movie that has been bad. Um, and I'll be honest, I thought this was a very good conclusion to Phase 4. Because um, Phase 4 has been a little bit lackluster, to say the least. A little bit lackluster. Um, but I think to end it with a movie like this... That is so emotionally moving. Um, it's just fantastic, and I uh, can't wait to see uh, what they do next with this uh, with this world. So, um, yeah, uh, that will do it for this review of the spoilers review for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Let me know, guys, what do you guys think of Black Panther: Wakanda Forever? Hit me up on Instagram and let me know what you guys think. Um, that will do it for this. Uh, for this for this episode guys uh thank you guys so much for listening uh make sure you guys go subscribe to the youtube channel there's going to be a lot of really cool videos coming your way uh in the next few weeks so make sure you guys go and check out the zeke said so youtube channel um the zeke said so pictures youtube channel i should say um uh, thank you guys so much for listening and if you guys like this podcast please make sure you share it and subscribe i think you guys should subscribe to the podcast because zeke the geek said so and i will talk to you guys later peace out